Thank you for choosing to listen to this message. At Coastal, we believe in changing and enriching lives through the power of the Word. We pray that this message would be a blessing to you. Our brothers and sisters in Christ, if they're floundering around with something, maybe they need to flounder around with that. Don't go in there and help them too much. Let them figure it out. You figured it out. You trust God, and you've learned to trust God, and they'll, they'll get there, okay? And just because they're not where you think they ought to be, yeah, okay? Okay, so uh, we're, we got the father of doubt here with us, okay? And he's, he's worried about the Chaldeans, that's who he's worried about, all right? Uh, let's get a map up here so we can see where they're at. Uh, now, we don't... Oh, you see the Babylonians in there? That's roughly the area there. Um, these empires change, and uh, that's roughly the area there. It's this, the same area that Abraham came from, all right? And so that's, that's where they're at. And, and a lot of, um, do, you, do you see the uh, Fertile Crescent there? Okay. That's the, what we would call inhabitable land. What's in between there, that Arabia and all that uh, in there, that's desert, not very inhabitable. Okay, so that's the inhabitable, yeah, that's where people live <laughs> in there. Okay, so. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, that was jumped out of me too, Pastor, when I looked at this map again. Uh, and, and of course, that's the message of, part of the message of Jonah is that you're dealing with a bunch of Gentiles here, and look at that Gentile area that it's in. I mean, it's right in the middle of the Gentile area there, yeah. And really far, far from uh, the biblical uh, Promised land over there, uh, way way out of the limits over there, is is where they are. But there's the Chaldeans in there, and and God intends on raising them up and using them, the Chaldeans, to uh, discipline Israel. Most prophets are usually they're, they're used to talking about the sins of the Israelite people. Okay. But Habakkuk is having trouble with God using people that are worse sinners than who they're supposed to be correcting. Okay, and we'll, we're going to read. We're going to read. Every, I, I thought we'd stick to our program here that we would read every word of it, uh, of, of the text. I, we may change that for some other some other things, but but for now, okay. But that's the area. They're they're back over there, looming in there with the Babylonians. There are and, and uh, they're going they're going to come over and uh, uh, take over Israel. They are going to give them a, a tough uh, go. Okay, are we are we good so far? All right. Um, Let me save that. 
Let me save that. Okay. Uh, chapter 1, verse 1. I don't know. I, I don't know a lot about Hebrew, okay? So um, I, I can't, like, you know, really look at the Hebrew and kind of know something. I just, I don't, I don't do that, okay? But I'm going by the translations this, and I got Moffat here, and I got a bunch of different translations um, to read. Is a lot of this is troublesome to to uh, translate. And uh, th this is the one, the prophecy that Habakkuk the prophet received. Okay, now he is the prophet. That's not a problem. All right, we, we got that. But uh, the, the prophecy that Habakkuk received, uh, a lot of times they have that as burden. Some, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, the, some, the translation is burden. So it's, it's burdensome. It, it has weight to it. And uh, go ahead. Would you go see? Oh, then uh, and it, it's what he has received. So Habakkuk in his school has got to the point in which he has heard something from God. God has spoken to him. He's not sure what to do with it, um, but God has spoken to him. And it it is... Uh, about the Chaldeans and God's people, Israel. That's what it's about. Uh, but that's the way he's introduced. It's real simple. He's introduced that way. And I, I know from before is Habakkuk is not a Hebrew name. It's, uh, it's anyway, it's Gentile, Gentile name. And uh, Daryl, didn't you, didn't you mention what some of the, the, Meaning of uh, Habakkuk is? It means to cling to the grace of the Almighty. Okay. So there's this holding or something to it. Okay. All right. So uh, that's the way we're introduced to, to uh, the book. He has received something from God. And it, it, it looks like a burden when, he, when, he's, when he's given it. Okay. And now he, he, he needs to figure out what, what to do with that. Uh, this, the, the form in which we're, we're going to use here, too, has any of you read Job? Well, that's a depressing book to read, isn't it? In, in Job, you have these characters that come in. Is it Zophar one of them? Do I remember right? Zophar. And... One of them's a shoe height. I don't know. Bill Dad, he's a shoe height. Yeah, I do remember that one. Short guy. Yeah, just shoe height. Shoe height. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go fishing to get that, but I got it. <laughs> okay, but the style is you have these characters who come in and raise the questions, okay? Uh, and, they, and they raise the questions that the, the writer wants to address, but they just, they, the, the character comes in and asks, and asks the question. It's a real uh, familiar way in, in which to write. 
making sure you get everything out that you want to get out because you have a character who'll come in and ask you, hey, what about that? Well, here it is. And then in, in return, okay? And so you have much of that feel uh, to this book as well um, that uh, Habakkuk is going to ask the questions in which he wants other people to understand, okay? Well, so uh, we're going to read that. Uh, verse, let me see. Oh, as in the book of Job, again, we think we know what God's up to, only to find out we don't know what God's up to. (laughs) And then we're on the path, once we know that, then we're on the path to find out what God's up to. And that's, uh, that's what we want to work on. Okay? Okay, let's go to verse 2. And uh, this is uh, the prophet's complaint. All right? How long, Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen? I'm not sure that's a good way to start out the conversation with God, but there it is. He's not going to pull any punches. He is over being a nice guy. He's already been through the school. He's already been educated. But he's no longer going to be the nice guy. How come you don't listen? How come you don't listen? or cry out to you, violence, but you do not save. Now, in the Old Testament, especially the book of Exodus, it's all about being redeemed out of Israel. God hears his people cry out and comes down to deliver them. So what does God come down for? It goes over and over and over. God hears the cry of his people and comes down to deliver them. Well, he's looking for the deliverance here. But you do not save. Why do you make me look at injustice? So here is a keen observer of the society in which he lives. And what is, he, what is he complaining about? That he has to look at in, injustice. It's not fun. You can probably get that every evening on the news if you want to turn it on. And you, you, can, look, no, you can look at a lot of injustice that, that happens there. Well, he wants to know why God's making him look at all this. He's a keen observer of the society in which he lives in. And now you know there are people that live in our society that are not keen observers of our society. They're just bumbling and fumbling their way through life. And for them, that's okay. But it isn't okay for Habakkuk. He wants to know what's going on, even though it's troublesome for him to look at. Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? There's a good question 
to ask God, you know, why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Anybody can see this is wrong. He's looking at it. It's terrible. Well, why do you tolerate that? It's a good question. It's, it's a question. Have any of you asked that question? Yeah, <laughs> that's me. That's me. So, no, this is your, if you ask that question, you're in a great long tradition of people who do that. Okay. Uh, tell me wrong. Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict. There is strife and conflict abounds. Um, how many of you were surprised that uh, Russia would invade the Ukraine? I just thought that wouldn't happen. That, I, that, I, that's what I would like. I, I, how does that even happen? And once, once it started, I thought, well, the world's not going to put up with that. And guess what? Well, I put up with it. I put up with it. Yeah. <clears throat> I just, uh, anyway. Therefore, the law is paralyzed and justice never prevails. The wicked hymn in the righteous so that justice is perverted. And so you see, he's got a... He's got a complaint. I always feel like that guy that does that. You know. Well, I've got a great complaint here. You know, see my, you know, I got this great complaint here. I remember I used to talk to my mom like that. <laughs> I know. But I have this list of infractions and wrongs. And, and I know she just looked at me and scratched her head. What am I going to do with this? <laughs> but that's me. Yeah. So that justice is perverted. Okay. Let's go to our next one there. How much further? Oh, that is it, isn't it? Yeah, that is it. Okay. So you, you can see where he's going with this. He has complaints, and he's making them known uh, to God. Um, now, uh, Job does this too. Job, actually, Job wants to complain with his friends. His friends think they know everything, and he's telling them, no, 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 that's really not it. it he's telling them, that's really, no, no, that's not it, Okay. But in Job, um, you, you don't hear God's answer. It's like in the end, God shows up and that's enough. It, there isn't a real answer. Here, we get an answer. Here, God decides to answer. And so, how long, Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen or cry out to you? Oh, that's we, we've already read that one, two, two, four. Let's go to the next slide. Next slide. Look at the nation and watch and be utterly amazed. For I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe, even if you were told. 
So tell you what's going to happen. This is what happens. And still you can't see it. Yes. Yeah, and that was what was brought out to me is God doesn't answer in Job except toward the end, and his presence seems to be enough at the end uh, to answer. Um, but here we get this answer. At least we get an answer from God. We may not like the answer, but we get the answer. Okay? Okay. Let me do something in your days you would not believe even if you were told. I am raising up the Babylonians that ruthless and impetuous people who sweep across the whole earth to seize dwellings not their own. But they are feared and dreaded people. They are a law to themselves and promote their own honor. God is ready. Not only that, he's going he's to spank you with them. But can, can you can you see, can you see Habakkuk? What? It just it it just and it's it's not like God says, well, they're really nice people. <laughs> they're not nice people. I get the feeling every once in a while in the Bible that God is always telling us over and over again, I'm reaching people that you don't think are reachable. I love people beyond who you think are lovable. I accept people you don't think I ought to be accepting. And it's like God's tent is always getting bigger and bigger than we expected or thought it should be. And we're, we're late to the game, okay? So all I'm asking you is try to turn that around for yourself anyway, all right? Now, I know for pastors, uh, that is always the case. You learn that right away, yeah. It's like the old professor told us younger preachers said, now, when those church members get out of your hair and into your heart, it'll make all the difference in the world. No truer words were ever said to a young preacher than that. Okay? Uh, but, but here, but, but you, you can see Habakkuk, can't you? He just, I mean, this is just outrageous. It's, and again, it's not like God says, you know, these are nice people and they're, no, they're not. Uh, and do I need to tell you how the world works here? It's obvious. In the, if anybody gathers up any wealth, somebody wants to take it from you. Okay? So like the temple in Jerusalem, and it's got gold glitter on it, Somebody found that out, and they thought, well, we ought to take that gold away from them, that bunch of Jews, what we ought to do. And so what do they do? From there on, they're trying to figure out a way 
to uh, do away with the Jews and then, of course, take all their gold, all their, all their good stuff. Living in houses that, that are not their own, I mean, they take your house. That's why I thought it was terrible about Ukraine. We just spun up with that. You know? They take these people's homes and stuff, take their farm. and yeah, yeah, I don't know. Okay, uh, they, are, uh, they are feared and dreaded. Why are they feared and dreaded? They're so doggone mean. They're ruthless. And they are law to themselves, meaning what? They don't care what God thinks is right and wrong. They got their own laws, and they're, they're a law to themselves. That's why the, the, the Constitution of the United States is just a genius document from start to finish. It just, it's just genius. Uh, no, I'm okay. Okay, so... That's that. That's the answer. We we got more to yeah. We got more to this answer. <clears throat> Their horses are swifter than leopards. When when horses got into warfare, it was it really changed everything. It's almost like guns getting into warfare changes everything. Yeah, and uh, in in the uh, history of America, it is the Comanche Indians. Uh, Native Americans, uh, that when they got the horse, they knew exactly what to do with it. They knew exactly what to do with it. You hit and you raid a place, and then the next day or so, you're 60 miles away from there. What a wonderful invention that is. Yeah, yeah, but this is what a wonderful invention that is. And they, I'm just saying, the, the Comanche, they knew what to do with that horse for some reason they, they did it made sense to them and boy they did it too they were that's what made them so tough but their horses are swifter than leopards fiercer than wolves at dusk the cavalry gallops headlong their horsemen come from afar they fly like eagles swoop to devour they all come intent on violence wow <clears throat> their hordes advance like a desert wind and gather prisoners like sand. They mock kings and scoff at rulers. Just, just don't care. You, know, you say all you want, but they uh, just don't care. They laugh at fortified cities. Why? Well, they'll just build a rampart. They'll just build a ramp up there, and then they ca we'll capture them. Yeah. Then they sweep past like the wind and go on, Guilty people whose own strength is their God. Why are you doing that? Because we can. Because we can. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's what Habakkuk has to deal with. And that's what God is doing in his day. And God's not holding anything back from him, but telling him exactly uh, what's, what's going on. Okay? All right. Uh, his next one, his complaint, his moral issues. Yeah. Uh, the, the prophet's moral problem. 
then you might have heard some of this argument to uh, philosophers use this argument a lot. And so you might, you might have heard, Lord, are you not from everlasting? Man, haven't you been around a long time? You've been around forever. So you know all this stuff. You know what they're leading up to. You, you got all this down pat, okay? You're, my God, my Holy One, you will never die. So you're from everlasting to everlasting. So never, never. Uh, you, Lord, have appointed them to execute judgment. You, my rock. Kathy, was that where the rock came up that you were, you were interested in? Um, if, if you're not used to that classical use of the word rock there, as Paul would put it, that rock was Christ in the desert. And that's who, that's who that is. Have ordained them to punish. Your eyes are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrongdoing. Why then do you tolerate the treacherous? You see his argument? I don't know if you've gotten in that position or not. Oh, it's an ugly position to get into. When you say, well, what are, Lord, what about them? <laughs> That's not that's not going to work, okay? What about them? Your eyes are too poor to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrongdoing. Why then do you tolerate the treacherous? Why are you silent while the wicked swallow up those more righteous than themselves? So he's, he's, he sees God, God's people being more righteous than the other people and he's wondering how God lets that happen how how God allows that to happen you made people like fish of the sea like the sea creatures that have no ruler uh, uh, and he carries on that idea here uh, the wicked foe pulls all of them with hooks, he catches them in his net. He gathers them up in his dragnet. Uh, and some use uh, the term sane. I don't know if you've heard that uh, before, but you use a sane net. And some of the other translations have it. Therefore, he sacrifices to his net and burns incense to his dragnet. So so the the, the wicked here say, the, the net is what's a good thing, and that's my God because it encompasses a bunch of fish and catches fish for me, keeps me rich, keeps me well-fed. And he burns in, they burn incense to that. Therefore, he sacrificed to his net the incense drag, for by his net he lives in luxury and enjoys the choicest food. Is he to keep on emptying his net? destroying nations without mercy. And so he, uh, he continues his argument here on a moral grounds. You know, just morally wrong. 
And you notice he, 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 he like doesn't like affluence. Habakkuk. He, he doesn't like it that people have the choicest food. Who was it said that the other day? Said there was two kinds of food at the, at his table when he was growing up. It was the two kinds of food was take it or leave it. I can't remember which was said that, okay, but I was thinking about this, this passage here because there's like there's, and then they went into ordering from McDonald's when you got a bunch of kids in the car. <laughs> was you at a table in that when that was going on? Anyway. And so I, you know, I wasn't brought up that way, you know, so I got my grandkids, I'm taking them back to Illinois and I got them in the car and we go to McDonald's and they they you know want fries and this and one wants coke and whatever and no fries and mustard or ketchup and all that kind of stuff. I just ordered what, six Happy Meals, put them in the back, and took off. This is it. I that's the way I was raised. I, that's the way I was raised. I, <laughs> And they'll tell you, oh, you know, but but you see, you you see where they're doing, they're they're eating just the choicest food and that kind of thing, and and uh, uh, well, I wasn't raised that way, eating just the choicest food, no. And they will destroy nations without mercy. There's there's no mercy to to be found to be found in them. Okay. All right. <clears throat> where are we now? I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. Now, you, you see, we, we went to poetic uh, structure here. So, so that makes a difference how you read it. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give to his uh, complaint. Uh, oh, this complaint. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was, that, that's uh, Habakkuk, okay? All right. Um, now, I'll, we got a, we got a few more minutes. Um, I'm going to come back and do the woes, okay? Um, probably at, at a later date. Now, oh, we don't have that up there, do we? Okay. I was looking for uh, chapter 3. I didn't put that in there, did I? Okay. Well, we'll just keep going then. Uh, Prophets more. Yeah, his question is, how can this be given you are the Holy One of Israel? And the question of who is righteous is, is what is brought up here. And you have to, you have to answer that question. Um, what Habakkuk sees with his current understanding, he cannot compute. With his current understanding of God, he can't compute what he sees. It does, this does not make sense. None of this makes sense with the understanding that I have of God where I am today. Uh, what do you, what do you hear in that? Uh, if that's the case, what, 
What should you hear in that? Move along with a deeper understanding of God. This is, in other words, I can't make sense looking at the world through the glasses that I have. What do I need to do? Change my glasses. And it'll start to make sense. One of the problems that we have, and that's what Habakkuk is having here, is he can't understand the moves that God is making. And what it is, is God is a chess player, and he's four moves ahead, and you can't see any of that. That's, that's one of the answers that you have for that. He's like a chess player, and, and he's making moves you don't understand, okay? I can remember uh, getting in, into, into that, um, I'm going to call it a moral dilemma with God uh, and making the argument that this is right, this is moral, this is what I felt you called me to do, and look, it's, it's a disaster. And my problem is, which I had to learn later, which I did learn, was that God's about four moves ahead of you, and you just can't understand the moves that he's making there, the ones you can see. You just can't understand them. And so what you need to do is get that deeper understanding of God. <clears throat> and uh, Jesus, in, in one place, especially in the book of John, where he, he, uh, he tells them, uh, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, uh, you, you have no life in you. And, and, of course, the disciples just turned away. When disciples, I meant even the crowds, turned away in droves, just turned away. Uh, and, of course, their argument would be, well, he's, he's talking about cannibalism. We can't, we, we don't do cannibalism, you know, and all that kind of, all that, uh, kind of, kind of thing. And uh, then he, he, he turned to the 12, and he said to the 12, will you also go away? And it's almost like he's taunting them. Uh, will, you, will you also uh, go away? And Simon Peter, who doesn't understand any of this. Yeah, I mean, you may think he does, but he doesn't understand any of this. He'll show that later. He understands that. Except he knows he's got a relationship with Jesus. And he says to Jesus, to whom would we turn? For thou hast the words of eternal life. And the point I'm making is he didn't all of a sudden understand what God was doing in Jesus Christ. He didn't do that. Okay. What he did is he relied strictly upon his relationship with Jesus and knew if there was any hope for him to have life in himself, it would be through that relationship with Jesus Christ. And, that, and that's what made the day for him. And, and it's actually what made the day for me and has done for people... But sometimes we don't understand what God is doing. And, and it's because he is moves ahead of us. And, and we don't understand that. Now, when we come out to the end here, it'll come out to, to be a, uh, a, a beautiful ending. Okay. Um, but, but to get there, you have to go through a lot of junk. 
And I felt like that in my life. I really, I, I felt like, yeah, I, I finally came to some understanding. And by the way, to rely on the relationship was really a boon for me. Uh, yeah. Probably saved my life uh, in many ways, in many ways. Uh, just, just coming to that. And I, what, I, what I wound up telling God, now he, he'll come out a little bit different, have it come out a little bit different. But I, what I wound up saying is, no matter what happens, I'm going to have that relationship with you, and I'm going to trust you, no matter what happens. And, uh, well, uh, you'll see where uh, Habakkuk will uh, come out to that as well. All right, uh, let's do a, a few of those woes, all right? Oh, I did. I haven't done this. Oh, Yahweh's final reply. Then the Lord replied, write down the revelation to make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. And of course, what God says, do your job. This is what you're supposed to be doing. Do your job. Uh, for the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. See, the enemy is puffed up. His desires are not upright, but the righteous person will live by faithfulness. Now, there's that uh, text that's quoted um, at least uh, three times uh, other, than, other than here. Uh, Paul quotes it twice, and the writer of Hebrews quotes it once. And that's when you know that Here's a, here's a guy, Habakkuk, who is starting to understand God and what God is doing when he, when he uh, pins that verse there. Um, one of the uh, commentators on this was saying that uh, that became the call for the Israelite people, and it is also the call for the church, is that the righteous will live by faith. And every time it's used, uh, it has almost a different emphasis. The righteous will live by faith. The righteous will live by faith. Okay? And the righteous will live by faith. And so there can be a different emphasis every time you use it. Um, but still, it is, it is the uh, same thing. Okay, uh, oh, we don't have the woes down there anyway, do we? Oh, do we? Oh, we do. Okay. Sure. You're talking now, as Yahweh replying, he's saying to the prophet now, listen, I'm putting it to your head. You listen, make sure you write down everything that's about to come up. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you have a job. This is a weight. This is a job. You're to carry it and get it out there so that people can get an inkling of what God is doing in their, in their life today. Okay? That, that's your job. Uh, but your righteous person will live by his faith. Okay. Well, I had to, uh, I took notes Sunday morning during the sermon time. 
but I didn't write down the Habakkuk text sheet. I don't know if you picked that up or not. <laughs> just jumped, it jumped out from, from the pul uh, pulpit to me, yeah. And uh, I had to text her later and find out what, what text you used. Anyway, okay, let's do, uh, let's do a few of the woes anyway. So. Indeed, wine betrays him. He is arrogant and never at rest because he is as greedy as the grave and like death is never satisfied. He gathers to himself all the nations and take captives of all the people. Indeed, wine betrays him. He is arrogant, uh, meaning he drinks a lot too. Uh, and will not all of them taunt him with uh, ridicule and scorn saying woe to him who piles up stolen goods and makes himself wealthy by extortion. How long must this go on? And of course, this is a, a person that becomes rich, a nation that becomes rich on the backs of other people. Uh, what we call ill-gotten Ill, Ill gain. And uh, the uh, drinking of wine plays a big part in, uh, in this here. Daryl. Is wealth? wealth. There's another translation problem I have now with it. <laughs> I didn't pick that up, God's way. So uh, good, thank you. Yeah. So uh, the, the the person has wealth, and uh, that is an expression of his greedy uh, self. Okay. All right. Will not your creditors suddenly arise? Will they not wake up and make you tremble? Then you will become their prey because you have plundered many nations. The people who are left will plunder you, for you have shed human blood. You have destroyed lands and cities and everyone in them. Woe to him who builds his house by unjust gain, setting his nest on high to escape the clutches of ruin. Ooh. Now that. Just bring clarity there. He's not talking. He's saying that according to the beginning of Babylon. Uh, Babylon's included. Yes. Babylon's included. Um, but he's using Babylon to discipline the Jewish people. So it's the Jewish people that have gone over to Babylon. Oh, no, this, this is a description of, of the Chaldeans here. This is what, this is what they do. And um, that's the bigger reason why Habakkuk can't, can't understand how God uses the Chaldeans to discipline his own people. So that's, that's really what he's wrestling. Woe to him who builds his house by unjust gain, setting his nest on high to escape the clutches of ruin. That is the Chaldeans that are doing that and uh, that are taking advantage of anybody they can. They just, they just wipe them out. Yeah. We, got, we got at least another one, don't we, to do? Yeah. 
You have plotted the ruin of my people, shaming your own house and forfeiting your life. The stones of the wall will cry out and the beams of the woodwork will echo it. Woe to him who builds a city with bloodshed and establishes a town by injustice. Has not the Lord Almighty determined what the people's labor is, only fuel for the fire, that the nations exhaust themselves for nothing? For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. And that's the one that, uh, that's the text that uh, Maria uh, quoted in the morning, of uh, uh, last Sunday morning, for the earth will be filled. Now, the, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So even though things may look bad for for us right now, uh, they're going to turn around, and the knowledge of God will be will be everywhere, as the uh, oceans. Okay, just let me encourage you: stay in there. Okay, we got chapter three coming. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Woe to him who gives drink to his neighbors, pouring it from the wineskin till they are drunk so that they can gaze on their naked bodies. Have we heard that before? Where'd you hear that before? Noah. Yeah, Noah. And uh, just... Let me tell you what a dangerous place it is to be in to revel in somebody else's shame or to revel with some other person's hurt. That is an awful place to be in, a dangerous place to be in. Um, just be aware of that. For Just don't go there. Just refuse to go there, okay? Um, and you always want to have the best for your neighbor. You want, you want to do that, okay? You will be filled with the shame instead of glory. Now it is your turn. Drink and let your uh, nakedness be exposed. The cup from the Lord's right hand is coming around to you, and disgrace will cover your glory. Uh, they're not going to get by with it. Uh, God's going to give them his cup. You're going to drink from it. Uh, violence you have done to Lebanon will overwhelm you, and your destruction of animals will terrify you, for you have shed human blood. You have destroyed lands and cities and everyone in them. And I think that does finish us there, doesn't it? We got one more? Okay. Of what value is an idol carved by a craftsman or an image that teaches lies? For the one who makes it trust in his own creation, he makes idols that cannot speak. Woe to him who says to the wood, come to life, or lifeless stone, wake up. Can it give guidance? It is covered with gold and silver. There is no breath in it. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. And of course, dealing with idols here, uh, 
there's nothing in them, no matter what you if you ask them to do. If you ask the, you ask the piece of wood to come alive. I mean, how silly is that? And and nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen with that. Okay, uh, is that it? All right. Well, we're we're five minutes over. Uh, here, okay. Uh, next week we get better stuff, but not so much easier to understand, but better stuff. Okay, uh, we got the good stuff right around the corner. All right, let's close in prayer. Uh, Lord, we.